Mm-hmm. Madcap. To lighten the mood, <laughs> is there, uh, what's a song we could play just right now to ease, to calm our spirits? Pick any song. Oh, um, damn. Alan, you probably know more stuff than that's mm-hmm. out there. No, 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 no. It's got to come from you. It's got to come from me? Yeah. Um, do you got, I mean, do you got any Damo instrumentals? Boom. You know? Yeah, yeah I do. I got As soon as I hear a beat, I hear rhymes, you know what I mean? And I hear a style, and I, I want to lay it down immediately, you know what I mean? I just start writing immediately. Okay. You know, because a lot of times, that's when, that's how I write fast. A lot of people sit there, and, I mean, I understand, they want to think about it and everything, but I'm just like, nah, it's that first... You know, it's like when you first see a girl, when you first see a girl when she's so goddamn fine to you, you know what I mean? It's like, oh man, that's the girl I want to marry. But you see her a week later, she's still fine, but she's still, she's not like when you first saw her. You go a year later, same thing. You know, it's the same thing with a beat. It's still dope, it's still dope, it's still dope. But that first time you hear it, there's something there that you have to capture, you know? And that's the job, I think, of the MC. Let's begin now. For the MCs who need help to put their job description into words, there you go. It is the job of Madcap to celebrate the artists who bring innovation and a fresh perspective to the music. In this case, Jason Moore, the Nova-based and Philly-born lyricist known as Raw Poetic. Now, let us learn something about the man. My name is Afim Shapiro. Let's listen to an important public service message. An MC without a pen is like a painter without a brush. I'm David Ross. I mean, I can type, but I I feel like it loses some of the soul. You think so? Okay, okay, all right. On the laptop, you can be so much quicker. If you're a quick typist, you can be so much quicker. <laughs> well, you know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a child in the 90s, so Good my point. typing skills are not like that. You know, they've gotten <laughs> the better because people keep asking me to print up the rhymes and stuff, and I'm doing it, but... It's still, man, it's something, man, with the prestidigitation of the pen. And- Yo, Afim, is, is prestidigitation a word? It's the, you know, it's the it's when you press the pen to the page, and from nothing you create something. Prestidigitation. Means sleight of hand. So really, you, you're, you're, it's like, it's a magic trick. Observe actually for yourself. Houdini's powers of prestidigitation remain legendary to this very day. People can't even read. I can barely read my handwriting, but it's just a feel. You know what I mean? Sometimes, half the time, when I lay down a rhyme, it's not exactly what I said on the page. You know what I mean? It's just because you just got to get that feel. Type is too much like a document. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm going to court or something. You know? <laughs> Now, what you write in is this like a is this like a small like leather book? No, nah, it's an old school five star notebook. The same way I did it back when I was in high school. The color, the color is like what mud green, which was the name of a song on the Panacea album. Um, and then this book was called the Writer's Block. They all have a name. Okay, you know, so. And it's a five-star notebook, man, like the old school joints. I bet kids don't even use this no more. They all got tablets and. Man, you need iPads. the book, man. Man, you know a lot of kids ain't gonna know how to write. They I mean, not gonna know how to write anymore. They're gonna type. But the good thing is, at least we'll know what people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the mystery of it. And ever since I blew my mind, everything has just been so groovy. Well, let's talk about your collaboration with Damu. 
it was right place, right time. When I when uh, Redefinition Records, which is also Damu and them, you know, Damu was one of the people that run that. Mm-hmm. But uh, when they came to me, man, I was on my way to a funeral. You know what I mean? To my Aunt Sharon's funeral. And so I, I had all that. And then I lost my grandmother a couple of years prior to that. And then that same summer, a month later, I lost my cousin, uh, Donald, you know. And um, so I wasn't writing at all. Um, that collaboration, I had did two songs for him like two years prior. Um, one was, uh, I know one of them was Hold Up. Mm-hmm. And Damo and them never released it. Or the label had never heard it. And then one day they were releasing uh, Kilowatt Volume 1.5. Mm-hmm. And they needed like two more tracks. And I was like, well, we'll use Hold Up. You know what I mean? And... Uh, and Hold Up is, is a ridiculously good It's track. the one that blew up, you know what I mean? And the video is phenomenal that you guys Thanks, made. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Jesse Puma uh, for that, man. And uh, my cousin Point Blank was there. Um, but yeah, man, we did the Hold Up joint and the label loved it, shot the video for it, you know? And then... Ready? Hold up. Got a lot to say, she the spot the way. Now we're gonna lock the cage. Hold up, so many claim they gotta lock the way. Y'all all beat, motherfucker, turn your locks to braids. You're hot, I'm shade, you flow, I'm a tidal wave. Of all due, a point for the final days. Black, get your spook like an alleyway. Unseen in the night till I smile, they say. I don't smile through the wild, I'm the highest pay. Hold up, jokes all you know, find my ways to find a J. You drop me to find a way. The mind's my prey, no matter what's the time of day. I speak with books, see books beyond they looks. You throw they books and judge you because your looks. I use my hooks, that's just the girl you wear. You look famous, can't let me fill you in. I never spill my cup, but I spill with pantry girl. My sense depends on the mood I'm in. Move against words, met the cool you in. In the wild, wisely, how you choose your friends, but. I remember, like, from 14 to, like, 18, I tried to write a rhyme every day in high school. You know what I mean? That was my whole thing. I would try to rhyme every day. I would try to freestyle for, like, 20, 30 minutes a day, you know, and freestyle anything off the wall or whatever. What ages? What ages? From like 14 to 18. Were you like a pain in the ass in the classroom? Just like always rapping? I think I was a... Well, in the classroom, I was always writing. Okay, okay, you know okay. I mean? um, and that's like, even in English class, I don't know why the teachers never picked up on it. It was like, uh-huh. oh, this kid obviously loves to write, but I had horrible grades. You know uh-huh. what I mean? You know, I did that and, you know, uh, so I just got... What the fuck was I talking about? So <laughs> you, you were talking about... <laughs> Madcap. Madcap. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right, go for it. Who cares if Raw Poetic got poor grades? It didn't hinder his career at all. Anyone that's ever blasted a Panacea album can say, when Raw speaks, intellectual thoughts spill out. Clearly, all that scribbling in his notebook paid off. And clearly, freestyling every day since the age of 14 has paid off as well. Yeah, in fact, uh, I got a hold of some tape, thanks to KB, who... Uh, host the Subsonic podcast, an amazing, amazing podcast dedicated to great hip hop music. Uh, Raw Poetic spends a lot of his time actually is on the Subsonic podcast, and I asked KB if he had some some tape of Raw Poetic because they've been friends for a long time, and he told me that he's got these college freestyles that he can give me. Um, but when I asked Raw Poetic about it, he said no, he didn't want to. He didn't want me to broadcast those uh, those early college freestyles, but he said that there's this video of a battle rap between himself, between Raw Poetic and his little cousin. Tell him how much his cousin was talking shit. Apparently, his cousin, whose name is Jordan, was talking smack for three months straight. Just, just running his mouth. I can beat you. You can't defeat me. But you don't want this work. <laughs> 
talking about, son. Like, two days ago, what you? Well, no, it was yeah. two days ago. What you say? Did you get that? I said, yo. I said, can I? Can I talk to Steve? Oh, oh, what? You ain't coming down here. You ain't want that work. Raw was like, fuck it. Drove up from Virginia specifically to battle his cousin Jordan. Yo, this has been three months. Three months. Every time I call, I called to congratulate the nigga on this battle. When the first thing he said to me was like, "Oh, you want battle?" I was like, "No, I'm, I'm trying to congratulate Yo, you, but you don't want it." That's all I said was, "You don't want it." And well, let me just just listen. Go ahead, do your thing. Yo. Can I go second though? Like no, I'm like you. Go ahead. Yo, well, I gotta go first though. Like y'all drawing on me, man. Man, I ain't never seen a nigga with this many. Excuses. All right, bye. Yo, cuz. <laughs> he can't call nobody out if you don't want to go. All right, all right, all right, yo. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Well, I got you. Well, I did. Is y'all listening? Yeah. Well, I did. Yo, man. For starters, guys. He's a bitch nigga. <laughs> I'm up now, cash me a scarf, so I'm a rich nigga. <laughs> I'ma talk about your girl real quick. I mean, I was smashing in the crib. You know, we was fucking. I was under the covers. We was loving. She said, you wanna get the Minaj? I said, bitch, you go with my cousin. It's gonna take too long. I wanna get done with this loving. Then I hear a knock on the door. I think it was my cousin. She said, Get under the bed. You trip. I said, bitch, chill. I'm trying to finish my busing. You knock on the door. I'm under the bed chilling. You start kissing. I'm like, eh, that's my kids in his mouth that he kissing. <laughs> so I bust out. I was like, yo, fuck you, guys. And I'm still, ew. Okay. <laughs> yo, yo. That's what I'm whining. I'm just, I'm, I'm just getting heated up, guys. Real okay, shit. All right. All right. He must be dreaming. <laughs> well, if he is dreaming, then he must be asleep. And if he's asleep, then I will wake him up. <laughs> Y'all ready? <laughs> Say, young boy Jordan got a problem at hand. Mm-hmm. Not in my league court, not in my land. Lucky situation that you spawn with fam. Unfortunately, I don't like to take a light with my hands. See, Jordan got great in the name, but not with the lane. Wouldn't have ups if he was attached to a crane. Attacking Lucan, kick his face to the back of his brain. So he's seen the weak lines in the spine of the same. A feminine frame, stands out in general's cane. That's car fender bender, you get minimal claims. In battle, if you Jordan, come and go to the paint. Cause I'm the center of attention, bitch. I block what you think. Some of the baddest are more star. Somewhat of an avatar. Never been to battle than Jordan back in 84. New York nigga, shady bar, beach streets on baby boys. You a Tommy's coke loving cocksucking pussy boy. And so it went for 15 minutes. Basically, Jordan uh, had a few uh, meager but valiant attempts. Uh, Strong word. This bitch is a triple threat. And shoot, take back, go up close and take your wig back, LeBron James. Raw poetic turning around and just annihilating him every time. It was murderous. Your lips too ashy, your bitch too nasty. Nervous nigga with the bubble guts, you goosebump gassy. You look at my dog, really bitch like Lassie. Ran home and told the white folks what I did last week. In the crowd, you hear Point Blank, who uh, was very influential early on in Raw Poetic's life. You hear Excalibur, another uh, one of his influences in the family as a little kid, teaching him how to how to rap. It sounds like they were having a lot of fun in the end. Um, and a wonderful homecoming. No feelings were really hurt. I don't think so. 
he it was a video up on YouTube, you know, and uh, Raw Poetic took it down after about a thousand views because <laughs> you know he felt bad for for young Jordan. Здравствуй. What's your name? Raw Poetic. Как тебя зовут? Jason. Moore. Yes, Jason. Jason Moore. Where you from, Jason? I am from Virginia, originally from Philadelphia. To all my family out there, but yes, I'm from Virginia. How long did you live in Philly? I only lived in Philly till I was nine. Till you nine? Yep. But that's uh, I remember when that my cousin Jerry Excalibur. Uh, shout outs to him. He's doing music again, but he was the one who taught us how to rhyme when we were little. Me and my cousin Steve, point blank. Philly's is such a soulful town. Yeah, it's a lot of music. My uncle Archie Shep also from Philadelphia, so you know, um, yeah, man, the music runs in the blood, man. Archie Shep, the jazz man. The jazz man. That's my uncle. That's my mom's older brother. In a few minutes, we'll be listening to Archie Shep on tenor sax. According to musicologist Dermot Hussey, Archie Shep is a tenor saxophonist capable of playing inside and outside with insight and passion. A freewheeling attitude core to the essence of Shep's nephew, Raw Poetic. We always knew that he was a famous jazz guy and everything, but it didn't really matter to us. You know, we were growing up yeah. on, you know, Run DMC and Curtis Blow and everybody. So it wasn't until, like, you know, maybe high school you really start putting it together and, you know, you're hearing beats from Tribe and stuff and you're hearing all these great jazz dudes. And last time I talked to him, he was like, you know, you got to listen to Chuck D, you know, and uh, try to not, not bite his style, but, you know, he's real aggressive and you need to be, you know, he's an old school jazz dude, so he wants that, like, power to the people say, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's cool, you know what I mean, but. Look, Archie knows his things about jazz and way more about music than I'll ever know. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I was brought up in hip-hop. So, And I told him, I was like, you know, you can't really school me on hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, you just it's just not going to happen, especially on lyricism. Maybe on the beats and everything and music production and everything, but on lyricism, like, I, I know what I'm doing. So who's your favorite lyricist? And they don't necessarily have to always speak over music. Oh, um, well, I mean, I love Gil Scott Heron. Um, I'm a big, big Daddy Kane fan. Mm-hmm. You know, Rock M. Karis one, I think, is one of the greatest ever. Um, yeah, Bob Dylan. I think Bob Dylan's an awesome lyricist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's All Right, Mom, Only Bleeding is, like, I think, one of the best lyrical performances ever. Darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon, the handmaid blade the child's balloon, eclipses both the sun and moon, to understand you know too soon, there's no sense in trying. It's almost like rapping. I heard it and was like, this is pretty much the same damn thing, you know, that I try to, that's something I do try to emulate. Pointed threats, they bluff with scorn. Suicide remarks are torn from the fool's gold mouthpiece. The hollow horn plays wasted words, proves to warn that he not busy being born is busy dying. And this is where shit gets kind of personal. Panacea was a duo composed of Raw Poetic and uber-talented producer Kay Murdoch, and in 2006, they released an album on Raucous Records called Ink Is My Drink, which was brought to my attention by my friend James Lismy. Rewind back to college. 
For a period of time, there was no other album that existed to me. This album acted as a pleasant distraction during arguably some of the most troubling times of my life. With each listen, I found my grip on Raw Poetic's words and Kay Murdoch's seductive beats tightened because I never wanted to let go. I refused to let go. Wherever this album went, I wanted to be right there. The world's my archive I break the laws of music Just to raise the bar high To me this is the playground And now I got a shot It is a baby's first word Being pops It means a lot It means that I'm gonna be another That your ass never forgot Fantasy and chance me A black rhythm never stops As long as there's a pulse Inside my arm To sit in the cross direction While my land is speak a charm That's lucky Cause props grow as props Do my farms Else me to remember This one open Which I spawn The life that I chosen Where words are spoken why open to expression as such It was a lyrics I perfected While you mastered the Dutch And while I'm the shit Your MC such and such I gotta give K. Murdoch props on that beat, man That beat, as soon as it starts You just feel the soul of it You know what I mean? And it, it just I heard it And I, that was the first thing I thought was like It's like right in the bloodline, man It's like you feel it pumping in your chest, you know And I just wrote from the heart I feel it to be story size I high the trip is no longer working alongside I stood alive to hide to contrive the job The person beside I grew darker until by a spy On the part of my brain I don't use Looking through the hole of a memory gland closed the room Became a tune called a radio tune And as the window zoomed in on my vision I felt gloom soon Took a step and found a drum on my legs Balance became back like a polished keg And I charged like a fool in the room that became red Then I jumped through a glass and my feet turned to lead Then the world stopped then began when I land and rushed me across the ground like a cone, so I ran. Momentum advanced, pause when I finally got a chance. Now I stand on a rock in the sea like a pelican. That album was very trippy. I was coming out of my mushroom face at that point. Yes, trip of the century. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one because that was actually based on a mushroom trip. I was uh, out in Great Falls with my boy Jose. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, that dumbass, was, he fell in a lake. And then he was standing on a rock. And he looked like a pelican to me, mm-hmm. you know. And I say something about stand on a rock and the sea like a pelican in the song, and I was literally talking about him. He heard it and was like, "You motherfucker!" You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, Everybody else is bobbing their heads, loving it. He's yeah, like, mm. he just, he knew it was about him, and I just bust out laughing when he heard it. I was like, I didn't think you would catch it. He was like, I know you, man. You write about us, and I was like, Yeah, that's the Virginia story, you know. You've got a show in October, on October 3rd at the Dunes yeah. with Damu, which I can't wait because to me, <laughs> um, you know, uh, the fact that I, you know, we know you and yeah. we love your music and, and Damu is this mysterious cat that <laughs> just kind of hides, um, yeah, you know, the, in the, the dungeon home. and creates awesome sounds. So now this is going yeah. live at a at a at an art gallery, a space that kind of reminds me of uh, where Jay-Z shot his... Uh, his his oh, new yeah. his new video Picasso uh, Picasso yeah. baby Picasso baby yeah. and that blew me away and the fact that you're doing it at a similar venue is really exciting for me oh cool man yeah it's gonna be a good show man um you know I'm actually I'm playing guitar on stage now so it's like guitar rapping uh, other boy Tony playing guitar Luke uh, infamous you know bassist around here 
on bass, uh, Mike, we've been in a ton of bands, Mike Taz on drums, and Damu's gonna be there with the turntables and the vibraphone and whatever other instrument he's bringing. Like, we are pulling out all the stops. Damu's doing a solo set first, then we're gonna all do a full set together. It's gonna be so like, I mean, definitely, if you're on the East Coast, that's what I tell people right now. If you're on the East Coast, come out and do this, cause it has been often, but we are promising. We're going to be doing a lot more shows this year. Like, okay. we practiced last night, we had a blast, and we're like, okay. And even Damu, who never commits to that kind of stuff, was like, all right, we got to start booking some gigs together, you know? So. so so something is brewing. Like, both of you feel that something really special is happening. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things when you know somebody for that long and you finally work together and it works out, you know what I'm saying? It just gels together real easily. It's just... You know, I just feel like it's our time. You know what I mean? Just like my my squad, Panacea, had his time. You know what I mean? And we'll do more stuff, you know. But uh, RPM had his time. Now it's it's for Poetic and Damu's time to really do some stuff. You know what I mean? Real quick plug, the date and time. Uh, October 3rd. um, Be there by 8.30, you know, and catch the sets, man. It's going to be a good night. And that's at 1402 Meridian Place, Northwest. TheDunesDC.com. Thanks to Damu the Fudge Monk for supplying... Uh, a lot of the beats that you hear on this podcast if you look on the SoundCloud page we've got them all annotated so you can see what's what what album is from which we need to thank Dermot Hussey uh, for the insight into Archie Shep let me thank KB for giving the hookup on the on the deleted freestyle battle thanks to Jason for coming in to do the interview and thanks to Dan Bloom for continuously raising the fucking bar on these podcasts and making it harder and harder to compete uh but that's uh that's what improvement is all about i like that i like that all right all right anybody anybody you want to thank i mean special thanks to afim shapiro for for um for booking for arranging this interview um okay oh oh contacts for raw poetic raw poetic Dot com. Also, redefinitionrecords.com. Madcap is produced by Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Afim Shapiro. Madcapdc.org, on Twitter and Facebook at MadcapDC. And, by the way, raw. Anytime, anyplace, you can't see my steez.